0: Ryan Reese. This is Live with Ryan Reese. Call now, one 564 6173 or post your questions using the hashtag live Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook.
1: What's up, family? It's good to have you guys all tuned in this Saturday night, wherever you might be driving. Who knows? Just kicking back at your house. Some student that we came across to your high school this week. Um, we have a rad show tonight. Very exciting show. I have my good friend, David Zamora in studio. David, how you doing, sir?
0: Doing good, man. Good to be here.
1: You're actually the Calvary Chapel pastor of Living Way Fontana. That is correct. And you know, what I forgot to tell you as I was listening to you today. Is that right? Th- uh, four, was it 4.30? Yeah, four o'clock. Four o'clock to 4.30, because it was 4.22, that's right. And, uh, you were talking about, um, uh, you know, how you make, uh, packs with God and, uh, you know, how God's going to hold you accountable to, to that. And I, it was, it was actually really encouraging to me because there's a lot of times I'm like, God, I'm going to do this and this. And I start to bail out, but yeah. you know, you're, he's going to hold you accountable for those <laughs> yeah. things. And it, it actually got me fired up because I didn't know if I told you uh, earlier, but, um, you know, I'm in a place in my life right now where I need to be fired up. And, uh, you know, I had to take some time off just to kind of, you know, take care of the kids and the triplets during why they're, you know, so young. Cause my wife needs help yeah. more than ever. But now we're at a place where they turned 10 months and they're they're sleeping out through the night. And now, like I said earlier, I'm I'm my like, coach, put me back in the game. <laughs> and I'm gonna be able to start teaching again, which I'm very excited. I it's crazy when you stop teaching when you're no used to teaching a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you go through these withdrawals and you just I, I can't I don't know. You know cause you're a pastor. Yeah. But I've been kind of going crazy, going, I cannot wait to get back in the game and um as i've been sitting around you know i've been studying a lot i'm just kind of burning going through the old testament still with chuck and reading and i've just been praying to god is, my my prayers to god recently has just been like god get me fired up i need to get motivated so i started that 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 movie series called uh it's like it's called acts the book of acts yeah. it came out after yep. the bible movie yeah i seen that so i started that up and i'm getting all fired up watching that and then i thought you know since i have you coming in studio I know we've had some conversations before and, and the last time I talked to you, you were getting me fired up with these few uh, stories you got to tell me, but I thought what a better way to get me fired up. The whole reason of the show tonight is for you to fire me up (laughs) Um, with stories. And I think, you know, the listeners need to hear these stories because I think there's a lot of people that are going to church. They call themselves Christians, but they're not fired up. And, um, They're just maybe having like a boring walk with God Yeah. when there's so much more out there when you're led by the Spirit. And I think tonight's focus is going to be about led by the Spirit. Awesome. And I know in in Matthew it talks about or Mark it talks about when Jesus got baptized by John the Baptist. It says that the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove and then it says that he was led by the Spirit to the wilderness where he, he fasted for 40 days, 40 nights. And Satan appeared to him. Mm -hmm. And that was the beginning of his ministry. And from that point on is when he basically started healing people, casting out demons, teaching, praying, all the signs and wonders, you know, all those things happened. And today I'd like you to talk to the audience about, you know, give me, give have you been on this show before at all? Besides Mm. the when we talked about your guys' movie? Uh, no. No, not at no. all? Yeah. Well, first of all, te- give me like a, a few minutes of your testimony, what got you to this point. But then I want to hear how God got a hold of your life, and then how you started being led by the Spirit, and how you were doing these trips. You traveled to Hades, you traveled to, not Hades, Haiti. <laughs> 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 but all these different trips, because you have yeah. some radical stories yeah. of being led by the Spirit, empowered by the Holy Ghost, and face, you know, praying for people, people getting healed demon encounters, and just teaching the Word of God and and people getting saved. People need to hear that God is alive today, just as He was since the beginning of time. Exactly,
0: yeah. Yeah, well, you know, basically, uh, ministry itself is very exciting. And I think that ultimately, when you look back on your life and where God has brought you from and what you've experienced in life, to a degree, I believe that that is preparation for what God has for you. So, you know, kind of going back on my story, a lot of people have seen, most of the people have seen the movie, The Neighborhood. It gives kind of like the testimonial side of more of the spiritual, um, emotional side of, you know, what we were involved in. But basically, you know, the testimony, drugs, gangs, prison, and basically that was, you know, most of my young life, young adult life. And it was right around maybe the age of 21 or so where um, I, I committed my life to Christ and just told uh, my wife, like, you know, man, we just got to, we got to serve the Lord. The only way this relationship is going to work is if we just focus on Christ and, and basically going through all of that and coming to this place where God had delivered, he, he completely cleaned me up, you know, you know, drugs obviously will control and rule your life. it's yeah, It's an absolutely. addiction, but everything else that comes along with that. and 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 for me, it was uh, a lot of bondage. But God is the deliverer. He delivered me. and And then I had no clue as to what God was going to do, none whatsoever. So, you know, the first like you know, five, six years, seven years of my salvation with my wife and our marriage was like this trial period. I, I kinda look at it like, you know, we I learned what it was like to go to church, to be diligent, to be faithful, to be in the word. You learn those things to
1: pray and is it, trust it's safe the Lord. to say and I know it is safe to say <laughs> that those are the exact um things that will transform your life. Yeah. Because there's people. I mean, you could speak in this, there's there's a lot of people. I mean, heroin and all these drugs. It's it's huge. I mean, weed's legal here in California, yeah, as well as uh, Colorado now. I mean, mm-hmm. drugs are running rampant. It's it's actually um, promoted in the mainstream. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone does drugs now. It's like it's it's mainstream. It's like it's crazy. It's not like yeah. underground anymore. But there's a lot of people that I come across, you too, because I know you have different facilities and you work with people as well yeah. Um. that are coming out of this stuff. But a lot of people go, I want to get clean, I want to get sober, but you can't yeah. unless it, you have an encounter with God and then you read the Word of God, which is the DNA of Jesus Christ, and you're going to church and you're plugged in. You can't just get sober and stay sober. It's that's, not possible. No, that's 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 correct. I, I think that, uh, you know— As
0: you were mentioning, we have a facility, an eight-bed facility um, up in the North Rialto area, San Bernardino County. Mm -hmm. And basically what we do is we just get, uh, we we house guys there. It's a year commitment program, kind of like a second phase. And uh, basically that's what it is. Every guy that's been there has struggled with some type of addiction, Uh, some of them fresh out of prison. I I got guys that are there with me that have uh, spent, you know, over 20-some years of their life incarcerated, you know, and, and they're just getting acclimated to society a lot has changed in 20 some years put it that way so <laughs> yeah. so dealing with all of that but yeah you know it it is the power of god that yeah. transforms and changes a person's life i mean the power of god and and you know ultimately at the end of the day a dope fiend drug addict whatever the case might be they burn all their bridges man they mm-hmm. burn all their bridges and you know what people stop helping they right away think they're a lost cause there's no hope and um you know god always comes in and he just rescues at the right time, and he just proves everybody wrong. So he'll take, like, the most jacked-up person. Like, you know, for a while I was the jacked-up person in the family. Then I get saved, and then my brother becomes a jacked-up person in the family, you know. And then it's like we're trying to help him, help him. And ultimately I just says, look, if he's not going to allow God to work in his life, he's never going to change. hmm So basically that's what it was. So that's what we were praying, you know. um, My wife got on this trip of praying unsafe prayers, you know. So one day I prayed over him. He was strung out walking in front of the church, you know. We were having like a barbecue in the parking lot, and, you know, he's hitting me up for money and wants me to help him. And, you know, and he didn't want the help I wanted to offer, so I told him this. I'm like, dude, go plug into a church somewhere. If you give me a month clean and you plug into a church, then, um, you know, I'll help you, Right. And he's just like, nah, he ain't having it. And he's like, well, let me get a plate of food. I mean, just like typical, you know, just yeah. like getting his, you know? So then I go, let me pray for you, man. And he was just like, all right. And so I prayed and I prayed one of these prayers. Like my wife's like, you got to pray this. Time. I'm like, God, you do whatever you got to do to this guy. Dude, a week later, he's busted and he's in prison, man, you know? So, and then he calls me before he paroles and he just says, I'm done. I'm tired. I need God in my life. And me and my wife drove up to Northern California, picked him up. We put him in our program. The dude graduated in July. He's the head usher of our Spanish ministry at our church, and he's just serving the Lord now. But that was it. It's like God had to do it. God is in the business of transforming lives, changing people. And then when he does it with us, like you, I mean, your testimony's gnarly, bro. It's wild. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, and then you see what God does with that. So going back to what I said, he takes our testimony you know, our lifestyle, and he's preparing us because, you know, everything you're doing, everything we do for the kingdom and these Christians here, I mean, really think about it. It's not, I have to do this. It's, I get to do this. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, this is the least I can do for what God's done for me. You see what I'm saying? And it's like, it starts to become a reality more and more as you're growing in the things of the Lord. And you're right, a lot of Christians, people call themselves Christians. They come to the church, bro. I see it all the time. You know, I'm a young pastor, man. I get excited. I see young people, I get excited. Mm -hmm. But in all actuality, in my mind, the first thing I'm thinking is like, dude, where's your heart? Because verbally, you're saying all the right things. And some of you even dress right. You know what I mean? Ultimately, you got, you changed your, you know, the outer a little bit. But at the end of the day, how's your heart? And you want to know what? It's it's trials, it's adversities, it's it's life that really brings out what's really in there. And then you realize, like, man, and you know, it's a trip, bro, because the ones you think are gonna make it, don't make it.
1: And the ones you think are not gonna make it, they make it. It's like, man, you know, so it's 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 it's, it's a trip. It reminds me of the disciples, you know, you are talking about the heart issue. Yeah. I mean, I think Judas had all the right things to say. Yep. <laughs> I mean, no, yeah. He looked he looked the look. He Everything. talked the, the talk, but his heart was far from him. But then you had Peter, which said the wrong things a lot at times. Yeah. You know, the sons of thunder in these guys. But then their hearts were like down, down with God. But that's 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 what it comes down to. And maybe you're even listening right now, and you're like, "Well, I'm not i uh, I'm not hooked on heroin or or drugs or whatever." But you're you still know that there's something wrong. Maybe your maybe your struggle is with like, you know, maybe it's like cheating on your wife. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're maybe you're balling. Maybe you're the dude right now driving down the street in a benzo, you know, have a million dollar house or two million dollar house. You got it all together, you're you don't even drink or anything, but you're cheating on your wife. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, the only, and you can't stop. Exactly. And you have these girlfriends. Dude, this is common. Or maybe you're some girl sugar daddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the deal. You cannot change unless God comes in. And he he does a work in your life, and no matter what you're going through, everyone that's listening right now, no matter what you're going through, the only one that can change your life. If you're not happy and you have that empty void that's going on in your life, and you're trying to fill it with your money, your career, your girlfriend, your wife, your kids, you know, drugs, whatever it is, any any of these addictions or any like life, uh, anything from the world that material objects that you think you're gonna fill the empty void, it's not till you get to a place in your life where David was, where I was, and you surrender to God, you get plugged into a church, you start reading, you get accountability people around you, start praying and ask that God will empower you and transform your life. And that's the only thing that will do. And that's what happened to you.
0: Yeah. You know, that's, that's what it all boils down to at the end of the day. I mean, you know, when you kind of consider that, I think you nailed it, bro. Sometimes, you know, when, when you were just saying this right now, Ryan, it just brought this thought to my mind. I, I've always had this type of idea that the world offers a lot of happiness. There is happiness, but happiness, it's short-lived. You see, it has an expiration date. What the world doesn't offer is joy. God gives yes. you joy. And, and you cannot find joy in the world and you can only find it in the Lord. And so you can, you can make yourself happy with all this stuff. I mean, I, I, I've oftentimes, when I go and speak at rehab centers and I talk to guys that are in the midst of their addiction that have been on a heroin one for 20 years, bro. And I'm telling them like, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. When I did that, yeah, I I, I thought I was happy. I really did. Mm -hmm. I realized the damage it was causing. I knew the hurt that I was creating that everything around me, but I didn't know what joy was until I came to the Lord. And then I realized, man, this is what I've been missing this whole entire time. And no matter what I got myself involved in in the world, everything, man, was was a lie. That's ultimately the end result. It was a lie. It was never what I thought it was going to be. It never led me to where I thought it was going to lead me. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically the only one that you can trust at the end of the day is the lord and he doesn't it doesn't matter to him where you're at it doesn't matter how much you messed up it doesn't matter how much you've lied you haven't surprised him there's nothing you've done that's going to catch him off guard all he's waiting for you to do is just say you know what god i just need help i'm 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 messed up my thinking's messed up my heart's messed up my life's messed up and and he, you know I, there's this there's this quote that i always say from corey tinboom and that, and that is a quote that ministered to me when I first started, you know, kind of coming to the Lord, and that is, there's no pit too deep that the love of God cannot reach in and save still. There's no pit too deep. So when you read the Word of God, bro, it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, like the Lord's like, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, you know, and so... If you're listening right now and you're thinking like, yeah, you know, well, I got this going on. I got nobody knows about this thing that I got in my heart or, I, you know, I don't even know who I can talk to about this. You know, my family will be ashamed. My my husband, my wife, you know, my boss, whatever the case might be. Listen, at the end of the day, the only one that can change it, he already knows. It's no secret to him. The Bible says in Hebrews 4 that all things are open and naked before the Lord and he knows and you just need to go to the lord you just need to say god i need help
1: with this and 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 you know and deliver me you know that's that's basically it just confess confess your sins just means start speaking them out loud to him and say lord help me with this forgive me for that forgive me for this very simple and tonight if you want to actually call in and uh, you have a question for uh, david or myself i'm going to give the number out right now 800 actually it's 888 564 6173 that's 888-564-6173. You can give us a call if you have a question or if you got a comment about what we're what we're talking about tonight. Um, yeah, so it it is it is the power of God. It is the power of God. So God gets a hold of you, he transforms you. Yeah. He does a work and I mean that's that's just like the story of like what Jesus does, you know. Yeah. You're no one special. I'm no one special. That's just like what Jesus does. He transforms people into his image, into his likeness, and then he empowers you and sends you out on the Great Commission. Well, you know, it, it's like,
0: and then he uses the things that you're so well acquainted with, you know? And so, like, the last time you were down at our place, you know, and you came and you ministered in the midweek, and I was kind of showing you the the layout, you know, and mm-hmm. I take you across the street, and I'm just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm showing you this whole place. You're looking at it. I'm like, dude, we just got this building, man. Keep us in prayer. God's doing a work, man. And then I take you to my office, and I'm like, dude, this used to be mine and my parole officer's office, dude. Like, this was the parole office for 20 years. Your
1: office, (laughs) just to be clear so people know, your office where where you study now is actually your old parole office where you used to hang out in there. You got that building. That was a trip,
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's God. That's God's that's God uh, goodness. Thing, yeah. yeah, it's a God thing, man. You know, when I used to sit in front of that parole office, my buddy used to slang dope across the street, man, and I used to go drink water at his house so I can come and test and and I used to look at the church on the corner and I always I was like, oh man, that's a that's a cool Catholic church. I didn't know what it was. I just I assumed any church that looked like that would be a Catholic church. Right, yeah, I, I knew no better. And dude, here we are, man. You know, years later, and I'm the senior pastor of that church, man. And we got the parole office now. and We have the Bible college there. We got it. We're using all we're using it to, to bring glory to the Lord. But I still trip out, man, when I'm sitting there and I'm just like, I used to sit here. And I remember when my parole officer used to tell me, like, you, you know, you'll uh, you get violated. You know, if you if you do this, you do that. And I used to think, like, dude, I don't want to go back to prison. Now I'm sitting in there and I'm reading the Word of God and preparing for, you know, the services that we have at our church. It's well, mind-blowing. You,
1: you have a lot of different things going on there. You have, like, what, a college? And tell, tell everyone about what you have. On
0: <clears> well, you know, we got a two-year accredited. Yeah. yeah. Th- this is a good thing. It's accredited. Mm-hmm. General ed college, all taught from a biblical worldview. And so it's fully accredited. You get your title for funding. It's called Community Christian College. And so we have that there. It's a general ed college. And then we have, we're an affiliate of Calvary Chapel Bible College in Marietta. Mm-hmm. So we have an affiliate campus there. And uh, we we uh, work with a charter school that meets there about twice a week, K through 12, you know. And so uh, WASC accredited. And so that's become like an institution, bro, where people are just coming and they're getting ministered to. It's all from a biblical worldview. And then we have, you know, the church offices there. So the so the whole ministry that God has given us in Fontana is in downtown Fontana. And there's, you know, drug addicts, homeless people. We have a, a feeding program there where we feed uh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, four to five hundred families a month.
1: That's and amazing. And so, yeah,
0: we do a food distribution weekly on a weekly there, you know. And so every year we do a big event um, in December. We get like, you know, 700, you know, a uh, turkeys donated to us, and a couple of thousand toys, and we just like plug everybody in around the community there, minister the word, you know, to them, and just pray with them and encourage them. So our whole thing is just like really just uh, letting the people know that you know we're here, we want to help, we want to be a blessing yeah. to you. And you know what, the people respond, man. The people respond, and and our whole focus is reach them, teach them, mend them, and then send them, Dude, and whatever amazing. God's yeah, whatever God wants them to do.
1: Man, if every church was doing exactly that, that would be amazing. Yeah. A lot of churches don't do that stuff. Yeah. That's pretty that's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's all right, so now you got all that going on, but you've been doing these trips and you were telling me you've been going to Haiti. Where, where, yeah. where have you been going? What trips?
0: Well, you know, initially our first trip that we started going to was Haiti. The Lord kind of put Haiti on our heart and uh, we hooked up with a guy by the name of Brian McDaniel who has a ministry out there called Cross Delight. Mm-hmm. Uh, prior to that, there was nothing going on in Haiti. As a matter of fact, um, we kicked off missions in our church at about 2010, 2011. And um, I I really just wanted to do things right. I don't do things just to do them because, you know, everybody else is doing them. I like yeah. to pray, take my time. So <clears throat> when we got with missions, I uh, ultimately did this. I says, okay, I need to get somebody here that's been around. So this guy comes. He fires up our congregation, bro, on missions. So then like three guys in the church are like, we want to go on a trip. So I tell the guy, hey, these guys want to go on a trip. What do you want to do? And he this, says— The guy that's in Haiti. Yeah. Okay. So he says, he goes, all right, uh, okay, so let's let's pray about where we want to go. And then they says, well, let's go somewhere like you've never been. So it'll be like the first time for, so he's like, all right, he goes, let's go to Haiti. They just had this earthquake. So they take off over there, man. They literally went, not knowing nobody. Just like plugged in with some mission. No, what are these there?
1: guys like? Are these like some ex gangbangers from the neighborhood?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, two two of them were one guy, uh, you know, just straight brother in the Lord, been saved. But for like a guys that have
1: never like traveled. Never,
0: <laughs> except the, one of the guys did. But these two other guys never been <laughs> nowhere, bro. So they go and God speaks to them over there, yeah. bro. And this guy, the brother here from from Costa Mesa, just says, yeah. "God wants me to start a training center here." So when they came back, they came back with that heart. He called me, he says, man, your guys are great. He goes, man, these guys are a trip. He goes, for their first time, he goes like, I'm tripping out. So he says this, he goes, "Um, I'm going to try to get a place out here, and I want you to come do the grand opening for the Bible College. So we started supporting this ministry right from the get-go with him and— so they, uh, we went back, and um, we did the grand opening, and it was unbelievable, man. So I took, like, guys that had been to prison, you know, and like yeah. these guys are just tripping out, man. They're just like—they've never been out of the country. Like, as far as they've gone, bro, it's like Tijuana. To them, that's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I went yeah. out of the country. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah,
1: totally. I'm that's like, what I'm saying. So, it's a trip. Yeah, you just being is. on a plane, they were probably tripping.
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs> they were, man. They were. They were tripping. But, you know, and then the stuff that we got to see over there was pretty radical, man. Yeah. I mean, it was— it was really bad you know voodoo had been their national religion for 200 years and basically what you have is you have both um you know those that practice um, a form of christianity mm-hmm. it's really not the true faith but it's a form of christianity and voodoo and they do both because they feel that if god doesn't answer their prayers then they'll practice voodoo to get whatever accomplished and these are pastors these are guys that are that are preaching over the pulpit that that practice these two types of uh, of you know uh, you know, false religions really is what they both are. But so. how does
1: what's like voodoo to them is that like? Uh, I mean, they look at it like it's a witchcraft. Well, they look at it. Or how do they look?
0: Y- they at- know. They know that it's demonic. They know that it's bad. You know, but in a sense, this is what um, you know because what it did was because remember the island of Haiti, man. They were you know the French were there. These are these are these are slaves. You know, and basically what it was is they wanted. You know, they they just usurped against the French, and basically their their thing was so so it says in so many words that they, they like prayed and they just says, you know, if, if you'd help us, you know, to like the devil, if you help us defeat this, you know, this army, this group of people here, then we'll give this, we'll give this island over to you. And Whoa. that's why it's been their national religion for 200 years. So dude, when you go to the airport, I got a picture of it, man. And, and, you know, I got, I got, a. You know, anytime I go on trips, you know, my, I'm Instagram crazy, bro. I'll do like ten pictures in like, you know, like in, yeah, like, yeah, in like a half yeah. an hour because I'm just putting all kinds of stuff on. But uh, there's there's this big trunk, and and the, our last trip, it's on it's on. I Instagram, I put it on there, and I took a picture of it. It's at the airport. So the second you get you fly in, you know, yeah. when we first went there, it, this huge trunk, bro, probably the size of this table, and I'm not exaggerating. Yeah, and and it's carved out with all kinds of demons coming out of it, bro and they're to them it's like this this is like you know what we do here so when i seen that thing oh, i was like goodness. i was like okay this is going to be crazy man you know and so and then when before i was going they were like you know you need to get um you need to get earplugs and this and that and i'm thinking like oh because you know it's like unrest over there there's gunshots you know and then i says yeah i go i'm used to hearing gunshots you know i'm from the hood man you yeah. know what i mean and then she's like uh pastor david they're not for gunshots um there's other noises and i'm like what kind of noises is there? are they talking about? I get there, man, and you know what bro? they're literally like uh like like praying voodoo stuff like they didn't want us there man like it it was like at night you can hear them you know worshiping it it was crazy, man nothing like I've never heard before, and it was like in the middle of the night, we're in our room, and then i'm I'm just kinda like I tell the guys like. I, I thought nobody was awake, and I just go... Wait, zoom. you get
1: in your room, you could actually hear them? Because s- they were
0: just outside of the walls of the, the the house that we were at. No way. Yes, they were out we're, there, like, like Green voodoo worshiping. Yes, praying, because they didn't wow. want the Christians there. Wow. They didn't want us there. So check this out, bro. So it was a trip, because the room's, like, pitch black, right? And you're, like, sleeping under these nets, because there's mosquitoes like crazy, bro. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting there, and then I'm just like... Does anybody hear that? And like every single guy that was in the room, they're all like, "Yeah, what is that?" <laughs> Everyone's <all> awake. awake. <laughs> Everybody was awake, but nobody was saying that. And so I'm just like, "Dude, we need to pray." So we started praying, man. We fell asleep praying in the morning. I woke up and asked one of the students in the Bible college, "Hey, what was that?" And he was like, yeah, "That was voodoo. That that was that's what's around this whole Bible training center."
1: Now, did you feel uh, any oppression at that time? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. I I felt it before I even left the states.
1: Wow. Yeah. Well.
0: You know, it was like, yeah, it was it was it was like, you know, when God started opening that door there, then the door started opening up for other places. But like I had some encounters, like when we had our Bible study group, when we first started our Bible study group, um, you know, I tell this story to people nowadays, bro. And and they just look at me like, you know, well, because they've never had that experience, then. You know, then, oh, this guy's just crazy. I'm not crazy, bro. You know, it's like, dude, we had this Bible study group in Ontario, you know, where I, you know, grew up right Mm -hmm. there in the neighborhood. And these guys bring like this dude that's just like, there was two guys in the church, bro. They would just go pick people up on a Wednesday under the bridge. They would just pick them up and bring them to the church, bro. And they would be drunk. They'd be, and this guy came, bro. He was demon possessed, man. And uh, we literally casted a demon out in front of the church like five minutes before Bible study started, bro. And this dude manifested there, in everything, man. And like then, and the two guys that were with me, it was funny because as I'm laying hands on this guy, and I like I bow my head when I when I open my eyes, and God's doing work in this guy's life. The two guys are gone, bro. They had, they, they booked it inside the sanctuary. <laughs> they got they scared.
1: Like, I'm surprised yeah. you close your eyes. When I come across demon yeah. possessed people, I keep my eyes open. I'm yeah. like, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I was just I was just praying heaven down, bro. I was getting yeah, my Ph.D. Yeah, for brother. sure. <laughs> you know what I
1: mean? <laughs> well, Hey, we got two minutes uh, till break. I wanna we have uh, David Zamora in studio talking about. Being led by the spirit and heading to Hades and uh, not Hades, Haiti, which is yeah. like Hades. Dang, <laughs> yeah. I can't believe Voodoo's <laughs> their, their their religion for yeah. two hundred years. Yeah. Crazy, but the story is gonna continue after the break. Um, if you're familiar with the Whosoever's movement, uh, we've been around for nine years. We literally go to high schools and we do concerts for the kids and we give the gospel message to this generation these kids are dealing from with broken homes suicide depression drugs i mean social media everything that it's pushing into their minds i mean it's a it's a crazy generation um uh, what these kids are going through it's funny enough talking about demon possession i was talking to this kid uh that was 16 years old uh, him and his friends they they've been messing with the ouija board wow. and uh, basically the parents are christian so they called me i met with the kid and um basically it opened doors to demonic stuff and basically one of their kids one of their friends was possessed and uh, this kid was actually trying to leave the room and he said that felt felt like something was holding him down yeah, yeah. and he heard a voice speaking to him in his mm-hmm. ear i mean what what you what you were talking about in ontario i mean this is happening right now with the kids i got several stories of, of these young kids that are getting wrapped up in this witchcraft of what's yeah. going on with the movies and the music and the drugs and all these different things this is why the whosoever movement exists we are going to the high schools and we are reaching these kids and we're giving them the gospel and kids are getting saved if you are down with our movement and uh, you want to maybe take part in even donating we just started this uh, monthly giving program it's uh, 10 bucks a month you can go to the whosoevers.com and uh, you could donate and it's 10 bucks I mean what can you get for 10 bucks what two Starbucks yeah, Starbucks, man, breaking <laughs> pockets. A little measly $10 a month can help fund our tour to continue to inspire and impact these kids one student at a time at these high schools. So... We thank you guys for that, have partnered with us in the past, and that will continue to in 2017, and more importantly than anything, pray for us, because we want the power of God to show up when we show up, and to, so these kids can have an encounter with God right there, and they will read, they will pray, they will get plugged in, and their lives will be transformed, and then they can live out that great commission that I'm trying to live out, that David's trying to live out, and same with you guys that are listening. We will be back with David Zamora right after the break in two minutes.
0: More live with Ryan Reese coming up. No, no. Is
1: everything all right? Sure. Call now
0: one 564 6173 Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say whoop-de-doo. Now, back to live with Ryan
1: Reese. Don't say We are back, and I have in studio David Zamora. He's the pastor of Calvary Chapel Living Way. And right now we're just talking about this Haiti trip that he went down there to do this missions trip, and it's getting wild. Um, where where were we before the break? You were talking about you were there. Oh, you were inside your room with all the dudes from your church. Yeah. And uh, they heard you guys were coming. So they were doing voodoo, which is the religion for 200 years of Haiti. Yeah. And uh, they were praying, and it was— Spiritual warfare.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll share. I'll share one story with you, just yeah. and then you know. But um, w- one of the things too, when we were there, this is when we first went there, and um, obviously it's spiritual warfare, like n- not something that you would see on a regular basis. So it was very eye opening. You got to be in prayer. You got to be in your word, and you just got to trust in the Lord. I mean, you can't. You can't be succumbed by fear, as the Bible says. God's not giving us a spirit of fear, yep. but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. And so I heard. During the day, I heard like a, a something coming out of a speaker because the Bible Training Center was in front of one of the largest tent cities. You're talking about hundreds of thousands of people living in tent cities, living in tents, bro. And so there was like this speaker, bro, and and, and then they were like, you know, I just heard them talking and I asked one of the young men, I says, what is that? He goes, oh, that's a, that's a church. Well, that evening I heard like that same type of chanting coming from the speaker and he was kind of like, yeah that that they do that that's the same thing. So I says, well let's go to that church So the following evening we went over there man and um, that the, I guess the pastor was doing both voodoo and you know Christianity whatever the case might be but the second we walked up, Like, we were traveling at night over there. Wait, you
1: said he's doing voodoo and Christianity?
0: Yeah, that's—well, his form of Christianity, so to speak, you know, because it wasn't— Was he
1: teaching? What was he—
0: Well, yeah, like, he. in other words, he does both. You know, if he prays to God and God doesn't answer his prayer, then he practices voodoo. That's kind of like their their, their get-down. So basically what happened was we went there— and without even knowing us, like, the dude handed the mic over to us. So I just grabbed it, bro, and
1: that is just, crazy. like, started
0: preaching the gospel. Got a translator, man, started preaching the gospel. People started getting saved. Then the guy says, I want you to come out the next the next day. Like, I, I you know, I know the Lord was touching him. The guys were praying for him. Mm-hmm. We go back the next day. There was, like, 60 little kids in there, bro. Their parents had died in the earthquake. They were, they were street kids. They were, you know, and, and basically they were dressed, like, in their Sunday's best, you know, and we went there, and the Lord gave me Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I started encouraging these kids and praying with them, and they started accepting the Lord, bro. They were crying, man. It was, just, it was just unbelievable. And that's been the common thing. Now it's changed throughout the years. Obviously, we've been there for, or Cross Delight has been there for, and they've made a great impact there, and they've done a lot. So now they work with orphanages there. But the first, like, you know, couple of trips there were the gnarliest thing because what they went there to do was they went there to start a Bible training center to raise up young Haitian men and to send them all throughout the island of Haiti to plant churches. And now there's like six or seven uh, churches out of Cross to Light. A couple of them have already become Calvary chapels.
1: That's, and
0: they're, that's amazing. yeah, and they're just, God's doing a great work. So my last trip there, I got to go up to one of the first year students that I taught when I went there. He graduated, he's married, he has a family. And he's up in the mountain area. We went, like, up in the jungle, bro. Yeah. And on, like, a like a, like a a quad, bro. We went up there. <laughs> and here we are, man. We're just driving up there, and I'm going up there to preach. And one of the brothers I had with me, uh, a brother at our church, you know, he'd been in prison most of his life, dope fiend, you know, and he's yeah. serving at our church, and he's there. And he just said that ministered to him the most because he's looking where he is. He's, like, never seen nothing like that in his life. And he said it just dawned on him, like, man pastor dave will go anywhere to preach like he like prepared a whole message for these people up in this village up in this hill somewhere where we don't even know where we're going yeah, and epic. and we get there and there's a church in the middle of all like this jungle area and we're just there like preaching the gospel and encouraging the people and it's unbelievable bro what the lord's doing man
1: now didn't something happen with that uh that priest didn't he give his life to the Lord or something on that trip?
0: Yeah, a lot of a lot of these a lot of these guys had gave their life to the Lord. A lot of these ones that used to practice it delivered. I mean literally delivered um, story after story, still getting stories. in. I talked to Brian McDaniel, we go, he comes and he shares stories. And it's mind blowing, bro, because not too long ago, there was a group from, uh, from, I believe locally here in SoCal that went over there. And the young kids were from like a, like a, a school, I don't know what type of school it was, but they were on this missions trip. And, um, you know, young people don't really get it. Like you can't play games with, you know, demon possession. You can't play games with the devil. He's not your homeboy. You know what I'm saying? No. He's not like uh, the more evil you are, the more cool or crazy you are. Like this is serious stuff. Eventually it crosses the line. And an incident happened, bro, where he came back and he told me, he's like, bro, this is a trip. He goes, these young kids came. He goes like, I come out of the back room and I see them like, you know, in the main sitting area. And I'm just like, they're not serious, you know, but they're on a mission trip. Okay. So they're going to go serving some orphanages. Well, bro, they go to an orphanage, the student, the Bible college students take them and the next thing you know, they're there and a drunk guy comes kind of banging on the gate wanting to get inside. And the students are saying, well, you can because there's, you know, there, there's people here ministering to the kids that are here. It's just a random thing that happens. So they start praying for him. The guy starts manifesting, bro, demonic. The demon comes out of the guy and one of the girls drops to the floor, bro. And she starts twisting up and speaking like in a man's voice, bro. The demon went in her and for two hours hours bro they had to like pray they were like they had to call the brother man they called him from the training center They're like you need to get over here we're praying we can't cast this demon out he goes the 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 people are there even the people that came on the trip the 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 chaperones were like bro it, it just rocked everybody's world finally the girl cries out and she says god forgive me i'm not a christian i've been lying this whole jesus and boom it's gone and so that was really gnarly, bro. That's the type of stuff that happens
1: over there. And and it's happening even here, bro. I heard that story. Is that right? I heard that story. <laughs> and I'm not gonna say where it came from, yeah. but I heard that story. Yeah. That is a hundred percent true. Yeah. Someone told me that at the at a, a youth workers' conference recently. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It is. No, it's it's so true. And I was I was telling you guys before the break that, you know. I get contacted a lot. I don't know why, but people contact us, uh, maybe because I had demon encounters, actually, in my story. Uh, I had them show up in my room and choke me out and the whole deal. But uh, I had some a, a mom contact me and said that their son's experiencing right. demonic stuff. And basically, they, they her, him and his friends decided to mess with the Ouija board and, and uh, it opened up the doorways. Yeah. And now they're all being harassed by demons. Yeah. And um, I mean, I can go on and on and tell you more stories, but... Dude, it is happening over there in Haiti, but it's happening here in America. Yes. Interesting enough, I went to go see a movie the other day. I went to go see a a funny movie, a comedy with my wife, and what's crazy is all the previews were all demonic. Mm. You know, normally you go to see a funny movie, you see funny, you know, it's all funny movies, trailers? Mm -hmm. Well, this was all gnarly movies, and basically when I started going through it, I actually I'm going to go right now on Fandango to look at the movies and, and call them out, but... Um, there's this one movie called. Uh, well, I just saw this previews the other day, because I I started thinking about when I saw this the previews for these other movies that are coming out that are demonic. I'm, I started going through the, all the Fandango, looking at all the other movies, and what I realized is there is a series of movies that are coming out right now. They're all demonic. There's this movie called A Monster's Call, the A Monster Calls. It's about this 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 yeah. uh, monster that they. They show, oh yeah, drop a, this monster's face, and the, the the life is in the eyes, and they basically yeah, show. I've seen the previews. Yeah. did you see that? Yeah, yeah, I saw the. I, yeah. I mean, I I have experience in in demonic stuff and all this stuff, and I'm looking at that. And I'm like, that is teaching kids a doorway to usher demons to show up in their yeah. room and to show up in their life, and that whole monster uh, manifests through anger. Yep, they're pushing anger. What does Paul say? Don't even let anger get a foothold. Exactly. So. This mainstream movie is pushing that. Then there's this other movie. This is just a few of the movies. Uh, that movie, uh Doctor, it's called Doctor Who, I think. Mm-hmm. Doctor Who is another one. And that movie, in the movie, because I thought it's a it's a um it's a movie done by DC Comics, right? So yeah. I go see it, think it's gonna be okay. Basically it talks about showing it shows it introduces astro traveling. Mm, which wow. we know that's like demonic, yeah. you know, you could get it through New Age, like yep. Frank Sontag yep. from KKLA. Mm-hmm. Or you know, astral travels when you leave your body, it's it's demonic as well. Satanists use it. Exactly. So, dude, all these new movies that are coming out that are literally pushing uh, the occult. And then there's this other movie called The Something Beast, and that's all about witchcraft too. The, exactly. the opening set, the opening trailer is it's a it's a pentagram mm-hmm. with a briefcase and a yeah. and a demon or a monster is coming Come out. Th- that,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Dude, this is okay. So, what we were talking about before break is like you're saying all this stuff's happening in Haiti. Yeah. Well. Right here in the mainstream, it's all getting introduced through movies. Exactly,
0: exactly. And that's how this stuff kind of comes in. The enemy, bro, Satan wants to oppress our kids. He wants to oppress the next generation, and he wants to possess it, and he's— been doing a great job at it. I mean, that's what he does. He, he he. It's been around for years since the very beginning. You go to the book of Genesis chapter 3, you see how sin entered the world. Mm-hmm. Man, it was done through deception. The woman was deceived. Adam and Eve were deceived. That's his method. That's his mode of attack. And it's never changed. The only problem is, is you got people thinking that, well, you know, that's that's fairy tales, that's myth, that's fables. No, it's the real deal. This is why you see all this stuff happening. This is why you see People addicted. This is why you see people struggling. This is why you see so much wickedness around us, you know. And so you could choose to live in this life two ways. You can choose to live in faith, or you could choose to live in fear. And right now, fear is becoming. I mean, just think about how many uh, prescription uh, drugs are even being created and made. And what are they for? Exactly. Anxiety. Anxiety. Depression. Yep. Fear. Fear. Everything. All, all that. It, That's all, all satanic. It, exactly. It's all demonic. It's all satanic. Yep. And 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 so. Ultimately, what people need is they need Jesus. They need old school Bible preaching, turn or burn, and give them Jesus. They need young men, young women, dads, moms, men and women in the church, in the body. Pastors just need to get back to preaching and teaching the Word, bro, and letting people know that, check this out, man, you're in sin. You need to turn from your sin, man. I mean, there's people so afraid just to call it what it is. And you want to know what? That's why there's so many young people, even in our youth groups in the church, that are struggling with cutting, that are struggling with uh, addiction, that are struggling with pornography, that are struggling with uh, the fear of rejection and are going through all kinds of stuff. And then we think like, wow, you know, well, they're here, they're at church. Listen, the enemy, man, he just repackages stuff. He's, he has power. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has power. This is why he's able to do what he does. He's the prince of the world. It says the prince of the power of the air. You know, mm-hmm. and so think about it. I mean, you know, like how you said earlier, when the Bible says, you know, don't let the enemy get a foothold. You know, the foothold—that's what changes everything. If you yeah. give him—if you give him an inch, he's going to take a mile. Matter of fact, if you give him an inch, he's going to take your life. You know. Yeah. And that's what he does. And so w- there needs to be how do you, how do you counteract that? Parents say, "How do I protect my kids?" You know. You know, man, listen. Pray for your kids. Pray, intercede, but not so much that. Be an example. Don't just be a Bible thumper. Mm -hmm. Live out your faith in front of your kids. Give them something they can follow and something they can see. Don't just be the mom and dad that's shoving the word of God down their throat. All you're going to do is push them away you got to give them a pattern they can follow. they got to see God moving and working in your life. they got to see you on your knees and in prayer. they got to see that you turn to the Word of God, you turn to the Lord. And, you know, you could still do that and be a parent. You could still do that and correct your kids. You can still do that and bring discipline across in the right way. You know, and sometimes parents don't know how to kind of bring that balance in. But you know what? In a sense, you can kind of say that right now, in, in, the, in this late in the game, bro, you know, uh, the kids are, are just being bulldozed by the enemy, man. Mm-hmm. And, and this is why what you're doing in the schools right now is so amazing and so radical, bro, because you're seeing it firsthand. I'm going to tell you something right now. Those kids that are coming and they're listening to you and they're sharing these stories with you, a lot of them are coming from Christian homes. A lot of them, their parents are elders or deacons in the church, bro, or they're plugged in some type of ministry. And you want to know what? They're not going to their parents for help. Mm-mm. That should tell you something. And, you know, and everything is spiritual, man. When you look at things like that, it is. Not to say that we should hyper-spiritualize things, but every, It is, though. It, it is. is. It no, is. dude. I, yeah.
1: It is. It yeah. is.
0: Yeah. And so you're seeing it firsthand because yes. you're going where, you know, I'm a pastor of a church, bro. How many high schools do I go into and do what you do? You see, that's that's where I rely on the whosoevers. That's where I rely on Orion Reese. We're like, dude, when you come into my city, bro, you know, let's hook up, let's do something. Because I know you're seeing something on a whole different level. And and that's the thing. That's why we need to have a greater love for the word of God. We need to have a greater zeal, a greater passion. And like you said, be led by the Spirit, be on fire for Jesus, man. And really, just be like hardcore about the things of the Lord, man. And teach,
1: like you said, teach the Bible. That teach is, the that, Word
0: of God, man. That is the
1: only thing that will keep you. I mean, going back to the parents being examples and reading and praying. I mean, I've had parents come to me that literally they they go, hey, you know, my daughter's she's she's a bisexual now. She likes girls, and then it turned into like, you know, the story goes on. I met with her and her friends. They're all having demons showing up and. Their rooms too, but then what happened is she ended up becoming a transgender, and she's like, Well, I'm a trans. She's like, My daughter's a transgender now, what do I do? And as I then I started talking to mom and asking, kind of like seeing where she was at, the mom was like talking about going and hooking up. She got in a fight with her boyfriend, so she wanted to go out to the club and hang out with some other dude. And yeah. I'm like,
0: Yeah,
1: wait a minute, yeah. Yeah. what is going on? Yeah, like, you're yeah. coming to the study yeah. weekly. Are you yeah. not hearing anything that's going on? And then you're bringing your kid to me yeah. saying, my my kid is is a homosexual or now she's a transgender. But you're telling me that you and your husband are in a fight and you want to go to the club and pop it off with some dude. Yeah. I like.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. And, and you
1: see that kind of. <laughs> like, what you, is going on?
0: You know, it, 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 that's like the perfect story, bro, where you see the guy that says, I got a problem with lust. I struggle real hard with it. I don't know what to do anymore. And then it's like, what do you, well, what are you doing on your free time? I hang out at the beach. I mean, like, dude, get away from the beach, bro. There's nothing but women in bikinis out there, man. You know, it's like they see the problem... You know, but they want someone else to fix it, kind of thing. They don't understand that uh, a a long uh, uh, a big part of it is them also being that example, getting in there. And and not all parents are, you know, there's a lot of them are different. They really do. I see parents that are very genuine, very sincere. Yeah, totally, totally. You know I don't want like, to every- lump yeah. everyone in that. But, 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 you know, it's just kind of like that thing where, you know, the kids, man, this generation is just unbelievable, man. They're they just. Need-
1: Sorry to cut you up. They, they need examples. That's kind of where I was going, is yeah. that they need examples. If you're going to tell your kids that, God loves them and he has a plan for them. Like, show them by the way you live. It's not literally just literally thumping them over the head. It, it could turn them off. Love them. Be an example. Like my my dad, Raul Reese, um, you know, he was an example. He didn't thunk me over the head. I mean, time, sometimes when I was wilding out as a kid, you know, he <laughs> yeah. put me in check.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know,
1: he had put me in check. But, uh, you know, the one thing I know, though, is I can never say, dude, he's like, driving me nuts. He's like thumping me over the head. Like I knew what he stood for. Yeah. The word of God was was taught at breakfast before we went to school. He, You know, we'd go to church, but he didn't overdo it, you know, um, and he loved me. And and then when I went through crazy times in my life where I backslid when I was, you know, of age and I moved out, he just loved me. Yeah. Show up and love me. we ride motorcycles together. We'd go surf together. We'd hang out. He'd, he just loved me. And, you know, when I decided to turn around, he, he was there. For yeah. me, but if he would have pushed me away, he wouldn't have been the dude I would have called. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he was the first one I called actually. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it, it's it's important, man. These these kids need they need a parent in their life, you know, and um, they got to be around. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because it is crazy, like 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 you said, Satan is moving. Maybe he's maybe we don't have you know a bunch of Haitians running around doing um, ceremonies in the streets, but guess what? satan is sly he's in the movies the whole this whole satanic agenda is being pushed exactly i mean through the music i don't want to go into this whole you know conspiracy thing but i can straight up tell you that there are bands that are um that are involved with uh, witchcraft and they are in the mainstream and they are pushing their agenda through their videos through their lyrics then even through the movies and the kids are buying into it they're opening the ouija board they're buying the ouija boards They're, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy, but this is the good thing. I don't want to sound like doom and gloom. The good thing is that Jesus Christ is alive and maybe you're dealing with this and you're, you're one of the listeners right now. God is alive. You don't have to deal with suicide. You don't have to deal with depression. You don't have to deal with your sex, uh, addiction. You don't have to deal with your drug addiction. You don't have to deal with greed. You don't have to deal with cheating on your wife. You don't have to. Deal with any of that stuff. If you give your life to Christ, you just confess your sins. Jesus, forgive me for my sins. And start naming everything that you hate about yourself, everything that you're doing. And stuff, maybe that's, there's stuff in your life that you don't that you want to get rid of. Just start confessing it. And Jesus will forgive you and ask him to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And then get plugged into a church. You can go to Calvary Chapel. Uh, there's a Calvary Chapel. Just Google Calvary Chapel churches and they'll come up and you can Google that. Find a church next to you. And uh, start reading the Bible. And if you stink at reading, like me, go buy a New Living Translation and start reading that. And if you're a good reader, get the King James Version, New King James, <laughs> and start. You know, I, I'm I'm a you know I, I'm a poor reading level. I got like a, probably a seventh grade reading level, so I have to get that New Living Translation. But uh, you know, read it, learn it, and listen to a, a a pastor that you like listening to, and go through the Bible, Genesis through Revelations, and your life will be transformed. And he will show you the reason why you were created and you could start living just living that purpose
0: exactly that's it that's it i mean there's hope there's always hope because of christ and and ultimately that's it every every individual even now listening now and maybe your situation might not be this but maybe or or addiction or whatever the case might be you might just be lonely you might be you know what thinking that life this is it you know what 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 should i live for things like that but at the end of the day god cares he loves you that's why you're listening this, this is not just a coincidence you know this is divine appointment man and 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 for somebody out there just needs to know that God loves you. He gave his son, Jesus, to die on the cross for your sins. And so there's no sin that God cannot forgive. You know, ultimately, at the end of the day, rejecting Christ, yes, the Bible talks about that. But you don't have to reject him. You can receive him, and you can receive forgiveness of sins. And and you know what? It, it doesn't mean that, hey, uh, you know, the world's going to change. You're going to change. Yes. And you're going to be living as a changed person in the midst of a fallen world. But your perspective will be different. There'll be peace. There'll be joy. There'll be there'll be uh, you know deliverance in your life. So that's the thing, that, as Ryan was saying. That's the hope that we have that that it's in Christ Jesus.
1: Yes. Well said. We have a few minutes left. Any last words besides that? <laughs> Well, you know, that's
0: that's basically it, man. You know, just uh, encouraging people, man, to be praying. If there's ever a time uh, to pray, as as we always should be, it's now. Um, parents, just really inter- intercession, man. It's like people got away from intercession. People got away from prayer. You know, it's like you got to be in prayer. You got to be speaking to the Lord. You got to be praying against the work of the what enemy. What does that
1: look like? What? Okay, so because I, I personally, you know, it's hard for me to pray long periods of time, so I just pray a lot throughout the day. <laughs> yeah, but what? Yeah. What? Tell me some. Give us some pointers on on prayer.
0: Well, you know, one of the things is that you know some people ask me, you know, well, well should I stand? Should I sit? Should I lay down? What's more spiritual? Yeah, that's good you questions. Know, God doesn't look at the uh, physical uh, stature of a person while they're standing up or they're laying down or whatever the case might be. God doesn't look at the position that, that the person is in. He looks at the condition of the heart. And, you know, prayer is is really an act of the heart. It's, it's, it's you speaking to the Lord, the one who's able. He's able. Mm-hmm. And so we come to the Lord and we seek the Lord. And so some people can pray, you know, great periods of a time. Uh, you know, Jesus, remember what he told the disciples, his disciples that walked with him. He's like, can't you tarry with me one hour? Can't you be in prayer with me one hour? You know, and so some people can pray for an hour. Some people can pray for more hours. Some people can pray you know throughout the day like you do I I do the same thing and then there's times I have just where I'm praying for a great period of time depending but intercessory is interceding so you're praying on behalf of and you're pressing in you know and so it could be for loved ones it could be for the church it could be for what's going on today it could be for those that are sick in body you know that's what intercessory prayer is it could be against the work of the enemy like you know just praying in that dynamic so You know, that's what it is. It's to intercede. It's to stand in the gap, you know. And so, you know, one thing I heard, I I forget who coined this quote, but it's a very, it's a pretty profound quote. You know, no man is greater than his prayer life. And and that's the thing. It's like, you know what? You got to have a prayer life. It's important. And God doesn't say in his word, hey, you got to pray eight hours a day or you're not spiritual. Yeah. But we have to pray.
1: Okay, what about reading for, for I, listeners? Well,
0: you know, that's what the Bible says. You know, reading it is it, the How Bible... much,
1: though? Like 10 chapters, one chapter, what does it look like?
0: Well, for me, what I do, bro, obviously I have to read because I teach. So, the common man. Yeah. So How about the common so, folks? Well, the common man, you know, <laughs> I, I usually tell people, hey, man, just, just try to get some time in the Word. If you only have, you know, time to read a verse here and there, just meditate on that verse throughout the day, whatever it is, you know? And so I always encourage people, pick a good Bible reading plan, get a get get a Bible app that has a Bible reading plan. I read through the Bible every year. Yeah. I just pick a different translation. And so that's kind of been my method of, of kind of reading through the Bible. So, you know, and that's what I always encourage people to do, you know, and, and it only takes 20 minutes of your time in the morning to read the chapters if you're doing a year plan. So, you know, to kind of get through them and read it, half hour maybe, you know, and so you're just kind of reading it. and, and But one verse— meditate on it throughout the day lord how can i apply this to my life what does this mean for me and you're praying you're speaking to the lord you know and 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 that is how you grow that's how you grow just being in prayer and being in the word um
1: and you can do that throughout your day-to-day life your routine it's that simple so people because i like i'm glad you talked about it because sometimes you can get intimidated when you look at this book yeah, how big it is, you know, exactly. but it's just a couple of chapters at a time you read it. But what I've learned is once I get in that mode and open it up and go, I'm going to read a couple chapters. I get psyched and I want to read like six, seven chapters,
0: yeah. Yeah. you know, especially when you start reading some of them stories. You're yeah, like, oh, you're oh, this like, is good. It's, it's <laughs> not like,
1: oh, man, I got to hurry up and read. You're just yeah. like, dude, I want to keep reading. So. You know, but you know, what's mind blowing is that when
0: you've already read through the Bible a couple of times, you've sat under some good teaching. It's like you already know the story. You know it. But it's like the Spirit is revealing more stuff to yeah. you. And it's like, man, I didn't see this before. And it's just an excitement for the Word of God.
1: That is 100% true. Going yeah. through the Bible over and over, it just keeps more stuff starts popping out. I know you're reading, you're like, I never, I don't remember that. Yeah. I just read something in, in Luke <laughs> the other day. And I was like, I, know, I don't remember reading that. But I've read that. I've read Luke, I don't know how many times, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, we got, I think, seconds left. Thank you for being on the show, Yeah. David Zamora. Out at uh, Living, Way. Living Way in Fontana, Fontana. Um, Yeah Join us on the monthly giving program Help us to get to the students At the schools Go to whosoevers.com And join us for like 10 bucks a month And we are going to continue to tour the high schools We're doing assemblies We're doing concerts We even get free uh, Bibles The Gospel of John's from the Gideons yeah, So awesome. uh, we're hooking all the kids up with the, With the Gospel of John as well We love you guys, and we will uh, be back next week with Brian Deegan from The Metal Militia.
0: This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com.
1: Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese.